You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. There's a new trend going on. Tenants are relying on credit cards to pay their rents. Let's jump on in, take a look, see what we got. If you're new here, my name's Sean Reynolds. I'm the owner of Reynolds Decline Appraisal and Summit Properties Northwest here in Bellevue, Washington. I talk about real estate. I talk about business. Thanks for being here. Let's get to it. Tenants relying on credit to pay rent. Anticipated eviction surge looms. We keep hearing about this eviction, eviction, eviction. We've got a moratorium, a federal moratorium on evictions through the end of the year. Each state has... um, kind of their own ability to extend that out further. I think here in the state of Washington, I can't remember when ours goes through, but it's it's a lot longer than that. But a lot of people are like, okay, if we don't have a job and we can't pay our rent, what are we supposed to do? And that creates the situation where if we're looking at all the numbers, there could be a ton of people hitting the streets that don't necessarily want, that, that have no other means to basically pay rent. And that's the situation we're in. And without a stimulus package in the real works, we've got a couple out there right now. We've got a $908 billion bipartisan package that's being kicked around. And then I think the House has, um, uh, or is it the uh, Senate, there's another $500 billion package. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get a package together before Congress basically takes their holiday break. And I think that starts uh, December 11th. So they've got like a little over a week here to get something going, get it put together. I think you've got a 50-50 chance of something like that happening. And we'll just have to see what what that looks like. But I'm going to do a podcast here shortly on what the proposed packages are, um, because that affects a lot of people. You've got over 11 million uh, people that are unemployed right now. Unemployment numbers are extremely high. And as we have more and more shutdowns happening, state of Washington, we're in one until uh, December the 14th. And guess what? There is no way that that thing is going to have anything happen to it other than it getting extended out. December 15th comes, guess what? We're still in a shutdown. That's going to get kicked out, guaranteed, until January. If it doesn't, I will be absolutely shocked, and I'll do something absurd here on the podcast. But let's keep going. All I did was read the headline, and then I just went on some wild tangent. I was just talking about stuff. This is from Kansas. This is from Fox 4 in Kansas City, Missouri. Interesting news source, Kansas City, Missouri. All right. Economists say more Americans are using credit cards to pay living expenses, a warning sign that our economy may be in danger. Or everybody already knows it is in danger. To what extent? That is the question of the hour. Because a lot of people are saying, all right, but if you give, uh, give people a bunch of money with the stimulus, then you are not creating any incentive for them to go out and work. You're basically just saying, hey, it's okay to be unemployed. We're going to pay you. I don't think that's the case for a lot of these folks. These are not people that are perpetually on unemployment. Their industries have been shut down here in the state of Washington. We've got like 100,000 people in the restaurant industry alone. And I talk about that one a lot. But indoor dining has been shut down here in Washington. That's about 100,000 people. So you multiply that by all the states that are doing whatever version of shutdown. If you're not in a state that's that's been shut down, consider yourselves lucky. 
that's great. That's amazing because you're probably in a state that doesn't have a lot of population or just really doesn't. They're, they're not they're not buying the whole coronavirus thing, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what we're seeing. We're seeing blue states, the one I'm located in, in here in Washington, reacting very severely. Got the same thing going on in California, same thing going on in, in um, New York. It's kind of this pattern. Red states, ah, we don't really believe in that. We're not going to shut down. Our numbers might be high, but this is what we're doing. That's what that's what we have uh, going on. More tenants are digging deeper into debt to remain in their homes. This is according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia. There's been a 70% increase in people putting rent payments on their credit cards this year. That is the big, big number. 70% increase. That's a whopper. So people have gone through their money. They've gone through their CARES Act money long ago, long ago. And that's what everybody's talking about. Everybody's like, all right, there's a lot of people who are unemployed, you're headed into the holidays. And to have Congress basically say, yeah, we're going on our vacation. Good luck to you guys out there. We know we shut, you know, a lot of the economy down. And um, we know a lot of businesses are still struggling from that businesses are shut down right now and will be for who knows how long I think you get the vaccine going. A lot of that kind of falls by the wayside, we kind of get used to it. Yeah, if you know, if you're really afraid, go get that vaccine. I'm probably not going to get it for a while. If I get it, I don't know. I haven't really decided, but I'm not running out first day it's available. Oh, yeah, sign me up. I don't I don't really know what uh, long term impacts are. Because uh, we haven't had enough time to kind of figure that out. So I'm a no go. But I think it gives that perception of well, we've got a vaccine. So we can send everybody back to work, we can kind of eat restaurants again, go to the gym again, do all that good stuff without the fear of, oh, if you, you know, you've got so many people running around that could just spread it. I don't know. The whole thing is just, it's crazy, right? Credit card companies have been waiving late fees, but high interest rates remain. An eviction moratorium in some states is protecting people until the end of the year, but that expires soon. Not surprisingly, people will resort to what they have done in the past, said Brent Schnandelmeyer, he's deputy director of the Local Investment Commission, a nonprofit organization that works to improve the lives of children and families in the Kansas City region. They will put more debt on credit cards, fully understanding that they won't be able to pay it off, Schnandelmeyer said, but it buys them time. In some senses, time is important. Time will bring us a vaccine, but time will not inoculate families from the consequences of burdensome debt. And if you're out of a job, and you don't have any other options, but to put it on your credit card, that is horrible. Because that is some expensive, expensive money you are borrowing. Nobody wants to be in that situation. But the other option is you don't pay your rent, you go down that road, you owe a whole bunch of rent. And that's a situation millions of Americans are in right now, not able to pay their rent, if you've got a mortgage, it's argued that with the forbearance program, that people are going to be okay, but that too, will have its limitations. And so just, it's a matter of kind of getting through all this. And there's gonna there, there there's gonna be a bunch of people getting evicted. There's no doubt about it. The matter uh, the, to me, it's a matter of how many. And so from that standpoint, heading into the holidays here, 
I, th- I think our politicians, they need to get something together. They need to put something together. Because whether you believe that people are not going to work because they don't have an incentive because they're getting paid a little bit of extra bonus federal uh, stimulus money. I don't think that's the case. I think there are way more people that need the help that need the stimulus that need the extra call it 600 bucks a a week call it 300 bucks. That's been a proposal 600 was the the initial one extra 600 a week. Uh, Was it a week a month? I can't I can't even remember. There's so many numbers running around. No, I don't think it was a week, was it? No, I think it was a month. Six hundred bucks a month. All right, those that that money goes a long, long, long way to people who either have the choice of putting food on the table or paying their rent and keeping a roof over their head. That's what we're talking about. Those are the people that are putting rent on credit cards right now. They're like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do this month. I'm going to. Put my rent on the credit card. Brutal. A Jackson County eviction moratorium ended in May. Still, the eviction lab says there have been more than 2,400 eviction filings in Kansas City since March 15th. Many happened during three days in September. That's when the Center uh, for Disease Control and Prevention announced a moratorium to prohibit evictions, but before it actually took effect. So there's a lot of this back and forth between Landlords are like, well, I can't do anything with the property uh, with tenants in there that aren't paying. And the tenants are like, I lost my job. My industry isn't coming back. We're still shut down. We're on our second shutdown. Something along those lines. That's what we're looking at. That's what's going on. And it's not pretty. And I, I really think we need we need CARES Act 2.0, some version of that, whether it's 500 500 billion, whether it's 908 billion, whether it's 2.2 trillion that the House wants, or that it's 500 billion that the Senate has been pushing through, needs some kind of uh, stimulus going into the economy before Christmas. That's that is my uh, take here, and I'm not usually a guy who's like, yeah, throw some more of debt from my great great grandchildren, give them some more debt. Because we need some more debt. Throw that on there. I'm okay with that. I'm not normally the kind of guy that says that. But I think this time around, with Christmas coming, with New Year's coming, um, with cold weather in a lot of parts of the United States, once people tap out their credit cards, because credit cards not a good option to begin with, but, but guess what? People who are putting their rent on their credit cards, typically those are people who don't have a lot of money anyway. I'm doing a broad generalization here. And if that's not your case, and if you put rent on a credit card, and you're not in that, you're not in that category, um, I apologize. But the generalization is, is that people right now, who are putting rent on a credit card, they don't have a ton of resources, because otherwise, they wouldn't be doing that because it doesn't make any sense. When's the last time you heard of a really low interest rate credit card? Now that those are like 12%, right? Average credit cards 18 19%. That's some expensive money that racks up. And that becomes a debt burden that you can't get out of, um, can't get out from underneath um, a lot of times and people declare personal bankruptcy. So that's how that goes. So the people that we're talking about have a finite limit of credit. That's the bottom line here. And they're going to get to a point where they're like, and I'm actually kind of surprised that this statistic is coming out. Because I would have figured if you have been unemployed, you know, since the beginning of the coronavirus, maybe, that's March. I mean, that's eight months. 
nine, we're going on nine months. A lot of folks don't have those kind of credit limits, right? I mean, you might have a credit card for two, three, four, five grand, something like that. Maybe you have a couple of those. But you know, rent in most most parts of the country is way more than that. And a couple of months in and you're toast and you've maxed out your credit cards. And guess what, you got to be looking for other options. So this stat to me was kind of one of those ones. It's like, oh, yeah, people putting rent on credit cards. That's not good. We should probably talk about that. Because that's another indicator of where we're at with both the landlord situation, tenant situation, the flip side to to my opinion, which is you need a CARES Act to, to jump in and get some stimulus to the American population, is that these care packages are way too big, they're not narrow enough. And they're basically making people dependent upon the government for money. Yeah, there probably is some of that. But right now, especially during the holidays, I kind of think, Let's let's run with it. Get a package together. Get some money together. Because it's even if they do go ahead and authorize, Congress does authorize something. House and the Senate figure something out, and we're able to get some kind of compromise together. It's going to take a little bit to get that money into the system. Are you going to have that money by Christmas? I don't know. Potentially, but they need to hop on it right now and get that done. Because otherwise, I mean, we saw how long it took to get money into the American people's pockets last time. It took a while. But now that we've kind of got that drilled down, all right, let's make that happen. And um, let's make it happen before Christmas. I think that'd be a great Christmas for a lot of people, a lot of people that are in need anyway. All right. So many tenants remain unaware of the federal order and landlords know how to work their way around it because the restrictions are not an outright ban. I keep reading stories about that as well. And so landlords are getting crafty, tenants are getting crafty as well. There was another, oh, it was a kind of a heartbreaking story about how basement dwellers in New York City are being evicted or their rent is being bumped up because their landlords are basically, you know, trying to make up for income. And they're like, all right, because a lot of the people that are occupying basement apartments in New York City, in the really dense parts of New York City, are there any parts that aren't dense? Probably not. So that's kind of a misnomer. But when I always think of New York City, I think of, you know, just the massive amounts of high rises, apartment complexes, got to ride the subway to get around because the streets are just chock a block full of people and can't really get around very easy. Traffic is just horrific. So the basement dwellers are kind of being preyed upon right now because a lot of times they are people who don't have citizenship. They're illegal of some sorts. They don't have a lease. A lot of times they're month to month and they don't have the ability to fight back and they don't have the resources, oftentimes don't speak English, don't understand how to navigate our system and get some some social welfare help if they need to. Those are the people that are their landlords are, are saying, hey, we need you to bump up that rent by 300 bucks because we need to cover expenses. Those are people right now that are being preyed upon. And I've read a number of articles like that. And it's like, Oh, that sucks. Those are the people that probably have, you know, they've got the the lower end positions in the economic um, job totem pole. And as a result, they can't afford to make an, an additional 300 bucks a month rent. And they're getting evicted because guess what, they don't have any options to fight back. A lot of that's happening. But those people won't get stimulus either because they don't have oftentimes they're not in the social security system, haven't paid taxes, whatever. 
Again, making some broad, broad generalizations, but that's kind of the general track is that there's a lot of people out there who need help and the the um, eviction process, it's it, it just it hurts both sides. And I've, I've argued, you know, both for tenants and for landlords, landlords are just getting hammered from the standpoint of if you got a tenant in your property, and you can't um, collect rent, and you want to sell it, you want to do whatever. Most states will have a provision if you want to sell your property, you can, here's the mechanics you can use to do that. But I think a lot of landlords are like, you know what, with these uh, eviction moratoriums, if they're on the fence at all about keeping a property, guess what, with supply as low as it is right now, there is no reason for these landlords after they get tenants out to keep that property as a rental they're going to sell it. This is the perfect time to sell any property just about in any single market. I have yet to see a market with a headline that says property values drop during COVID. That's not happening. I think it was Minneapolis was uh, another market I was uh, reading a story in. I mean, just about any major metropolitan market has super low inventory, and super low interest rates and buyers are out there in force. They're doing their thing. We're closing stuff here at some of properties. I was uh, looking through some of our closings. and I'm like, man, this is a lot of closings for the beginning of December. Because usually what happens is people try and get their closings done before Thanksgiving. Because after Thanksgiving, guess what? Real estate just typically gets quiet. Real estate brokers, if you're good, you've made enough money to get you through the holidays. You're okay. You've got reserves. You're not putting your credit you're not putting your rent on credit. You're not in that boat. You've made good money throughout the year. It's kind of like in all the, I hate to say it, but redneck communities where you'll see businesses just gone hunting, gone hunting. That's what we're doing. Real estate brokers, gone on vacation. That's what happens in real estate. It just gets slow because winter is not a super popular time to put your house in the market. Winter is not a super popular time to buy a house because you want to enjoy that time with your family. You got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, you got New Year's. It's not traditionally a hot time for real estate sales. And yet this year, I'm looking on our summit ledger kind of looking through our sales. And it's like, wow, that's a fair number of sales for this time of year. I thought it would probably slow down a little bit more. And who knows it might. But there is such a shortage of homes right now that if you put your home on the market, guess what, boom, up and done. It's going to sell and it may sell for a bunch more than you list it for. And so what landlord wouldn't want to do that, given the fact that he's like, all right, I can either keep this place and have these tenants who aren't paying got this eviction moratorium, I can't really do anything with them. Can't really, you know, can't use my property the way I, the way I want to. Um, and we've never had a case where we've had an eviction moratorium of, of this nature, of this broad, of a nationwide type scale. It never happened because we've never really needed to. On an individual basis, states have done some of that kind of stuff. But typically, I haven't seen anything as kind of across the board. Uh, and what's crazy is that it is it was basically a rent eviction moratorium and um, that's been the major push, right? There hasn't been a, hey, let's take care of the landlords. Let's make sure that they're okay. Typically nothing covering them. But it hurts those guys as well. 
A lot of those guys have one or two properties and it's their income and they might be retired, who knows. But that's a scenario that I see fairly often is they've paid, they've worked really hard, they've paid off the home. It's um, debt free, they just pay taxes and insurance and maintenance. And the rent they get from their tenants is the way that they live and they may not have any income. So yeah, you got tenants who are hurting, you got landlords that are hurting as well. Let's get the CARES Act 2.0 going. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think, did I finish out this article? I think I did. Um, oh, yeah. No, I didn't. Here we go. I knew I, in the back of my head, in the back of my fuzzy old man head, I was like, I, I didn't finish, but I, maybe I did. Economists say an estimated 10 million Americans owe back rent. 10 million Americans, which is interesting because I believe the unemployment numbers right now are like 11.1 million. Is that the right number? It's a big number. If you lined up 11.1 million people, that's a lot of folks. So economists say an estimated 10 million Americans owe back rent. And without another relief bill from Congress, some expect to see a wave of mass evictions next year. Not good. There's a push to provide aid for landlords as well, as many have having a difficult time finding renters who can pay. I have not heard that story. Can't find any renters who can pay. Um, but then again, I'm in a weird market here in Seattle, where you've just got tech companies coming in from all over. We just had another company, a tech company. I'd never heard of it, but it was a company, and I might do a podcast on it. It was a company out of there was leaving San Francisco. So the owner said, Yeah, San Francisco just isn't what it once was. We're moving to Seattle. And specifically, they're moving to Kirkland, just up the street here from where my offices are. Google has a bunch of headquarters there. And um, that's what people are doing. Yeah, we're leaving San Francisco. We're going to go to Seattle because it's so much better. I mean, everybody just everybody just rails on Seattle. The comments you guys, you guys are merciless to Seattle. I would never live there. I moved to Michigan because it's way cheaper. And I get that. I get all of that. Seattle looks like it's just a ongoing train wreck with our protests and our defunding the police and homelessness and drug addiction and all this stuff. But then along comes the story of $9 billion company leaving San Francisco because it was so bad that Seattle looks really good. Got that happening. So... Those are some podcasts that I'll be working on in the near future, maybe like next, I don't know. I usually try and do a couple of podcasts back to back because I'm in the workflow and a lot of this is, it's really hard to do a single podcast at a time because once you sit down and you get all your sound check worked out and all this stuff worked out, you might as well roll. You might as well just go, go, go. And um, so that's what I'm going to do. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. And I never really know how to end these things. It's things that are going through my mind are, did I did I give people information that they care about that they want to hear about? Did I do a good job? Did I look like an idiot? Did I sound like I know what I'm talking about? Or do I sound just like another, you know, goofball on on the interweb? I don't know. I always, I always hope that I do uh, a, a great job. But then sometimes you guys watch, watch these videos. Sometimes you're like, ah, that sucks. We're not watching that one. And I get it. 
So I'm, I'm always trying to learn as well. But one of the things is how do I how do I end these podcasts? Do I say goodbye? Do I say, hey, thanks for being here? Do I say subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that nonsense? No, I usually end it with, hey, that's all I got today. Thank you for being here. I'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Kind of like that. All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks for being here. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.